Hello, welcome to the Show Oshibeson podcast. Show Oshibeson is the lead pastor, Grace Made Christian Center, where we raise change agents. We do hope you'll be refreshed by God's word today. Happy listening. How excellent is your name? We give you praise this morning. How excellent is your name? How glorious is your name? We give you all the praise this morning. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. Somebody say, believe in amen this morning. Amen. Glory to God. It's a good place to clap hands and celebrate Jesus with a big hand. Can we celebrate the great service for that powerful ministration, powerful anointed ministration? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Please take your seats this morning in the presence of the Lord. Glory to God. Let me turn to your neighbor to the left and to the right and let me ask them, how was your week? Get an answer from them. Praise God. Glory. Get an answer from them. Amen. Hallelujah. Glorious, wonderful. Amen. Praise God. Or let me tell your neighbor, great to have you in church this morning. Glory to God. Or if you have your Bible stone with me, please, the book of John chapter 5. Glory to God. John chapter 5, as we look into the word of God, amen. Yesterday, there was a massacre, amen. Amen. The married shattered the singles. Amen. Praise God. And yours truly is called, amen. A go, amen. Dedicated to my wife, amen. <laughs> Glory to God. We celebrate all the singles, amen. Have strength, but can't use it for anything. We the virtuous left us. We are still we are still strong. At 85, we are still saying, Give me this mountain. <laughs> Glory to God. Powerful, great time of bonding. Amen. It was good. Praise God. It was so good to have that yesterday. Just you know, looking back about, uh, you know, several years back, amen, praise God. All right, John chapter 5, enough of stories. John chapter 5, <sighs> glory to God. John chapter 5, if you're there, say yes, I'm there. If you're not there, say wait for me. All right, we welcome those who are joining us online this morning. Can we celebrate everyone joining online? <laughs> praise God. Glory to God. He says, sometime later... Jesus went up to Jerusalem for one of the Jewish festivals. Now there is in the Jerusalem, there is in Jerusalem near the sheep gates, a pool which is in Haramite is called Bethesda and which is surrounded by five covered colonnades. Here that, that is in the pool, a great number of disabled people used to lie, the blind the lame, the paralyzed. One who was there had been an invalid for 38 years. I'm going to say God forbid. Verse 6, when Jesus saw him lying there and learned, in other words, Jesus knew that he had been in this situation and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. He asked him, do you want to be made well or do you want to get well? Sir, the invalid replied, I have no one to help 
me into the pool when the water is teared while I'm trying to get in. Someone else goes down ahead of me. Then Jesus said to him, get up, pick up your mats and walk or your bed. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and walked. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will bless your word. In the name of Jesus, let the entrance of your word give light. And give understanding to our hearts in the name of Jesus. By this word, let our lives be changed. Let our lives be transformed. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we give you all the praise and glory. In Jesus' name, and church says a loud amen. And church says a loud amen. I can't hear you. And church says a loud amen. I want to use for a title this morning, My Shift Has Come. My shift has come. I want you to stand to your feet, please. I want to crave your indulgence. Stand to your feet and go to five people and tell them, like a preacher, my shift has come. Say it like you mean it. My shift has come. My shift has come. I don't know about you, but my shift has come. Glory to God. It's my season to shift. Woo, glory to God. Hallelujah. Please take your seats this morning. In the presence of God. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Said hallelujah. Your shift has come. I said your shift has come. In the name of Jesus. Before I go into the world today, I, have, I want to read a testimony to us. It's anonymous. It reads, I'm truly grateful to God for the precious gift of life. And the incredible strength he has given me to persevere in a cold and challenging world, especially without the availability of parents or relatives. Whenever I hear others share their testimonies, I quietly assure myself that one day my own testimony will come. My own testimony will be shared and it will be an extraordinary one. There was a memorable Sunday when Pastor Shale organized, that's myself, organized a special service for prayer. Before we began the prayers, Pastor Sheon took the time to emphasize the importance of prayer and his words ignited a fire within me. I prayed with a deep understanding and today I can confidently say that my prayers were answered. Somebody say amen to that. To start with, alongside running my own business, I had a strong desire to work for a company as an additional source of income. Miraculously, my prayer was answered. I now have the opportunity to work from the comfort of my home, receive a good salary, manage my business effectively, engage in other activities, and collaborate with talented individuals from six different countries. It is truly a blessing. I approached Pastor Shell and informed him that my first prayer had been answered, eagerly anticipating the fulfillment of my second prayer. And behold, brothers and sisters, after enduring seven years of fake agents and disappointments, I finally received my visa to my dim country. The process was surprisingly smooth, and I attribute it all to the grace of God. Pastor Sheon declared the word last two weeks Sunday, and I got a reply on my visa that same week. 
I am filled with immense gratitude for the prayers that have been answered and those that are still being answered by God. His faithfulness is truly remarkable. Somebody say amen to that. You are next in line in the name of Jesus. Say you are next in line to testify to the goodness of God in the name of Jesus. Can you say believing and resounding amen to that this morning? Glory to God. Praise God. I say you are next in line. Glory to God. Now, I said this morning that the title of the, of the sermon is My Shift Has Come. Say with me, say My Shift Has Come. I can't hear you say My Shift Has Come. Now, watch this. This is not just a sermon. It is a prophetic word of God to you in this season. Praise God that your shift has come. The delay is over. Praise God. Question, what does it mean to shift? To shift means to experience movement or motion. To shift means to experience movement or motion. To shift means to move or cause to move from one place to another. So you cannot talk about shift without talking about movements. When you speak about shift, there has to be an element of movements, all right? Without movement, the word shift loses its meaning. Glory to God. Say, glory to God. During my preparation, I checked the dictionary and I, I saw different, you know, synonyms of the word shift. And a few, you know, stood out, but one in particular stood out for me, all right? Praise God. Synonyms of shifts means transfer, it means relocate, it means reposition, it means to rearrange. But there's one that got my attention, which is switch. Switch. Some of you things have been going on in the first half of the year in particular, but it's about to be a switch. Oh, I said it's about to be a switch in the name of Jesus. Now, some people thought they already knew you in the first half of the year. But in this second half, God is about to switch twins for you in the name of Jesus Christ. I can't hear your amen this morning. I'm sure you've heard things like, oh, that guy just switched on me. In other words, you were not expecting it. Oh, you don't hear me what I'm saying. It was, it was not planned. You still saw yesterday. You still interacted, but all of a sudden, it just switched. Somebody here, they still saw you yesterday, but tomorrow you will be in a new place in the name of Jesus. Because there's about to be a switch in your life, in your career, in your business, on your job, in your ministry, in your relationships, in your family, over your children. Somebody say, switch! Glory to God. Does that not sound like Psalm 106 verse 1? That says, when the Lord turned again, the captivity of Zion. We're like them that dreamt, and our mouth was filled with laughter and singing. Then said they among the Eden, the Lord has done great things for us. Glory to God. Second half of this year, your life will switch. Say so your life will switch in the name of Jesus Christ. You will switch from lender to borrower. In the name of Jesus, from bring broke to abundance. In the name of Jesus, from obscurity, you will switch to stability. In the name of Jesus, from sickness to health, rejection to acceptance, failure to success. In the name of Jesus Christ. The story that we read in John chapter 5 is such a very pathetic story. 
Because the Bible tells us about a man who had been in a state of lack of motion. This guy had been paralytic for 38 years. And that's terrible because you read in the Bible about people who have been in certain conditions for, you know, a, a long time. You read about the woman with the issue of blood who had been in that condition for 12 years. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us, all right, about this one, that the more she spent money, the more her condition grew worse. So when you think about those things, you need to understand the implication of being sick for that long. The impact of that sickness. How can a man be sick for 38 years? Now, what I believe is that in that space, the man would have lost his marriage. He would have lost his business. If he had, he would have lost different opportunities. He would have lost relationships. He would have lost connections. He would have lost a lot of things. Glory to God. He would have lost different breakthrough opportunities because he was in that condition for 30 and 8 years. Probably his children would have been messed up because they have no father figure in their lives. Do you agree with that? Glory to God. In other words, this man's life was shattered. Marriage shattered, business shattered, career shattered, connection shattered. His life was literally on a standstill. He was on the same spot for 30 and 8 years. And let me say this to you. God's plan for you is not for you to have this kind of experience. I believe, as I've read the scriptures over the years, that God's plan for us is not for us to be on the same spot for such a long time. I know God, you know, tests us. He takes us through a season where we have to wait on him. All right, where we have to be patient, or, but I don't believe that is the will of God for a man to be in a position, the same position, for 38 years. It's a pathetic story. Glory to God. That's not your portion in the name of Jesus Christ. God's plan for you is that your life keep advancing, is that your life keeps experiencing a shift. God wants you to move forward. He wants your life to keep advancing, no matter how small. Every day and in every way, your life must keep getting better and better. With you, there must never be a better yesterday. Because the Bible says, the parts of the jaws is as a shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. Glory to God. It's not the will of God for you to remain on one spot for a long time. A life of stagnation, a life of progress, all right, is the will of God for us. In Deuteronomy 2, 3, God said to of Israel, said to them, you have encompassed this mountain long enough. It's time to make progress. It's time to move forward. I came this morning hungry in my spirit. Because God said to me, some of you here, today will be your last day in your current situation. Said so today will be your last day in your current situation. There's about to be a shift in the name of Jesus. Let your amen show you are expecting this morning. Listen to me. If you are not tired of where you are, where you are is tired of you. You must get to a place in your life where you cried out like Jabez 
Oh, that thou wouldest bless me indeed and enlarge my course. Glory to God. Contrary to what people think, people think that, oh, Jabez was a miserable man. Well, that's what, the, that's what you learned, all right? But the Bible says that this man, he was more honorable than his brethren. So he had a level of results, all right? A man will not be praying, enlarge my coast, meaning he had something. Are you here this morning? He had something. He had a level of results. Things were going for him. He was doing well. He just got raised at work. He just got a promotion. But he came to a point in his life where he said to himself, something has to give. I have to advance from where I am to the next dimension of my life. And it's one of the things that shocked me in this story is the fact that because this man had been in this condition for 38 years, and the Bible tells us that Jesus met this man. In chapter 6, the Bible says when Jesus saw the man and knew that he had been in that condition for such a long time. So Jesus probably knew that this man had been in this condition for 38 years. Now, what shocked me to my bones is the fact that even though Jesus knew that he had been in this condition for 38 years, Jesus still asked the man, do you want to get well? So I thought that Jesus should know, how can you be in a position for 38 years? How can you be asking such a man who had been paralyzed for 38 years? How can you be asking him if he wants to get well? Praise God. Like, Jesus, are you, are you serious right now? How does that sound to you? How does that sound to you? But then it occurred to me that God cannot do for you more than your desire. The question Jesus asked the man was from a place of understanding. Which is the fact that it is not everyone who is sick that wants to get well. It is not everyone who is sick that wants to get well. You need to understand that. What guarantees that you receive anything from God, thank you, alright, is the fact that your desire is in place. Your desire must be in place. How bad do you want that thing you're asking God for? How bad do you want it? In Romans 10:1, Paul said about children of Israel, he says, My brethren, my heart's desire and prayer for Israel is that they should be saved. All right? But he says, because I realize that they have a zeal without knowledge. You get what I'm saying here? Romans 10.1. So my heart desire and prayer. In other words, desire must precede prayer. You must want it. You must desire it. That is the reason in John 15.7, the Bible says, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you will what you desire, what you wish, and it will be done for you. So your desire has to be in place. The Greek word for the word done there is the word ginomai. 
In other words, it will be created for you even if it does not exist. So your desire, God always meets you at the point of your desire. When I tell you, write the things you are praying to God for, it's not because I'm trying to feel like a point, because I understand that God would always meet you at the point of your desire. He would always meet you at the level of your desire. Whatever God would do for you must be first of all desired by you because God cannot bypass your desire. In Luke 18, God saw him, if you read from verse 35 to 41, God saw a man who was born blind. All right, Jesus saw a man who was born blind and Jesus asked him. Jesus saw the man and knew that he was blind, yet Jesus asked him, what do you want me to do for you? This is a blind man. I mean, perform miracle, son of man or son of God. But Jesus knew the importance of desire. Glory to God. Your desire is so crucial. Your desire must be in place. In Psalm 37 verse 4, it says, Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Can I have the message translation? Glory to God. It says, keep company with God. Get in on the best. Let's have the NIV. The NIV again. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your hearts. So the question this morning is, what is your desire? And the truth of the matter is that if you desire something, you will go after it. Because the proof of desire is pursuit. You have to pursue it. You have to go after it. I've never seen a guy who likes a lady and does not go after her. A real man. A man of honor. The proof of desire is pursuit. You must pursue whatever it is you desire with the wisdom and the leading of God. And this is where a lot of Christians get stuck. They have a desire in their hearts, but they do not know how to navigate from where they are to the actualization of their desires. And in the course of this teaching, you will understand. Praise God. Glory to God. Now, this is so important. Amen. Praise God. When Jesus asked the man, now, this explains why the man was in this condition for that long, 38 years. Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? What did he say? He said, sir, I have no one to help me in the pool. Oh, God, do you want to get well? I thought that a man who had been in that condition would be desperate would be desperate so that before the man finished speaking, before Jesus said, do you say, I, I want, but he began to talk stories. He began to talk stories. I have no man. Ah, when the water is dead, I have no man. I have no man. Nobody to help me. People are wicked. This life is not balanced. He began to make excuses. And I discovered that a major reason why a lot of people do not experience a shift in their lives is because they make a lot of excuses. 
to justify why they have been in that same position for such a long time. Oh, the reason I have not turned out well is because I didn't go to school. I didn't have a degree. If I had a degree, I would not be where I am today. It's a lie. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Oh, if I was well connected, I would have gone far. No. Yes, you need connection. But you see, you need to understand that you coming up with such excuses means that you've told yourself that until you get that thing in place, your life will be on the, on the spot. Are you here this morning? And are you here this morning? Oh, it's because I lost my parents as a young, at, the young, at a young age. I mean, you, 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 you heard the testimony of the young man, all right? He shared testimony with me personally, but he wanted to be anonymous. And he said, no parents. No parents. You have your parents. I said, you have your parents. How many of you here, it was when you left school, you realized that your parents were not as connected as they thought. You thought they were, they just told you, just leave school with the 2-1. Now, you have left with 2-1. You now told them that, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You say, ah, we'll keep praying now. It was then that you realized, ah, mommy scammed me. So your desire must be strong and then your expectations must be intact. When Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? His answer revealed why he had been in that condition for such a long time. Always making excuses. Always making excuses. Do you want to get well? Began to beat around the bush. Began to give excuses and blame other people. He began to blame other people. That is because of this person. He's be, he, he, he got me angry. That was why I did this to him. Oh, the reason why, you know, this happened was because that person said this about me. He was in that condition because of that. Next point is don't be ashamed of making seemingly small moves. A lot of times, a lot of us never experience a shift in our lives because we want to do big things. We are expecting the spectacular. We are expecting the supernatural now. The Bible tells us that this man had been in this condition for 38 years and his major reason was that he had no man to help him. And he was in that condition for 38 years. My question is, even if you were dragging yourself every day, if you were crawling every day, I'm sure in five years, you would have gotten to that place, to that pool. But you see, he was waiting for the, for the, for the supernatural. He was waiting for the, for the miraculous. He was waiting for the spectacular. And that's what happens sometimes. The law of people... Don't, don't experience a shift in their lives because they are waiting for big things to happen. When I make my first million, I will get married. You are not going to get married that way. I want to get married. I want to buy a car first before I get married. Next five years, you will not be married. 
I want to ensure that, you know, I have a website before I start my business. Who tells you that? When there are businesses that are multi-million businesses that don't have a website. Are you here this morning? Oh, I want to make sure that, you know, um, I, I want to, I want to, I want to, my, my wedding dress must be ordered from the UK. And, and you say, you don't even have a passport. You know So a lot of times we are waiting for the spectacular. We are waiting for the big things. Oh, I wish I had sponsors. Ah, if I, ah, if I had sponsors. Ah, if I had sponsors. Ah, oh my God. Ah, ah, pastor, pastor, don't worry. You will enjoy me. Let me have money first. You are not, I'm not going to enjoy you like that. They used to say that this salary that would be good. We will know from when. The Friday that will be good. Well, the day that will be good, you know from the day before. So a lot of times, people are not doing anything. They are not moving the direction of their lives because they are waiting for something, something huge. Let the angels come and share the water. Let there be a mighty move of God. Let something happen. Let the miraculous happen. Let this happen. Ah, I want to put this together. When I put this together now, then I will now go and start. No. The Bible says, either observes the wind, will not sow. So you must understand that you need to keep making steps on a daily basis. To experience that shift in your life, you have to just keep making steps, daily steps. Glory to God. Second half of the year, determine in your mind, I will make big steps. Tell me, I will make big steps. Glory to God. So you understand that, that every day you have to keep investing in that destiny that God has placed ahead of you. Glory to God. Say glory to God. A lot of people have entered into bitterness mode because they keep talking about the fact that I have no man. Nobody to help me. Oh, in that church, they don't care about people. In that church, I wish that, you know, this and this would happen. I wish, I wish that I can, you know, just get some money. I've told my uncle, he's not, he's not even picking my calls. I've told my aunt, he's not even, she's not even there for me. I wish I had this, I would have started that business. I wish. But you understand, Jephthah said, when I saw that he did not deliver me, I put my life in my hands. Judges 11.3. Sometimes you have to learn that you are the author of your own destiny. Do you know what some of us have fought? The battles that some of us have fought to experience some certain shit in our lives that we are still fighting physically, spiritually, mentally. Do you think that some of us are waiting for people to come and, to come and, in fact, we <laughs> they are waiting for us. Because some of you, you need to understand the weights the task ahead of you. In your home, you are the trailblazer. If you don't succeed, nobody else will succeed. You are the only template of success your family has. Anybody like that here? 
There's, there's nobody in your family that has ever succeeded, that has never driven a car before. A Tokumbo car. Nobody. Nobody has ever gone into a certain height. Nobody. You are the one that God will use to change that narrative. So you need to understand the enormity of the task ahead of you and know that you have no time to play. You have to leverage all your arsenal, all your resources, all the things that God has placed on your inside to, to create that destiny, that future that God intends for you. It's not going to happen by happenstance. It's not going to fall on your laps. You have to, you have to hold on to it. All the days of my appointed time, I will wait until my change comes. Nobody in my family has ever become MD before. Nobody. Nobody. So you need to understand the task ahead of you. Child of God, you are contending against spiritual forces. That's why you cannot be sleeping and be waking up anyhow you like. And be thinking that, oh, it's just going to happen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Against principalities, against powers. Against spiritual wickedness. There's a force contending for your destiny. Understand that. There's a force contending for your success. If they have their way, you will not be where you are today. And let me say this to you. The father you are here today means that you have a better future ahead of you. The God who has brought you this far will take you further. Who oh, can I get an amen to that this morning? So you have to understand, child of God, that your, your wrestle is not against flesh and blood. This is battle. This is battle. Glory to God. You have to fight. You have to engage. Glory to God. Wake up in the morning and blast in tongues. And lay your hands on your wife, on your children. You will turn out well. You will not... Oh, glory to God. You understand that. You have a business. You prophesy. You want a shift in that business. You think it's just going to happen? You think because you are beautiful, you will succeed just because of the fact that you are beautiful? Do you think so? Do you think because you are gifted, the Bible says the race is not to the swift. Do you, you, you get what I'm saying? The battle is not to the strong. See, oh glory to God. The most successful are not the most talented. I always say it, the best preachers, the best preachers are still yet to be born. In fact, there's somebody preaching in Ogomosho, Ogomosho right now, preaching in one funny place right now, who is the best preacher in the world? But they've not heard their voice. May your voice not be eating in your village. Say, may your voice not be eating in the name of Jesus. No man lights a lamp and puts under a lampstand. Put it on the lampstand. Glory to God. That it may give light. May your light not be hidden. In the name of Jesus Christ. May your voice be heard. Oh, I can't hear you. May your voice be heard. In the name of Jesus Christ. So you understand that you are contending against forces. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. You know, it amazes me. Some, sometimes, how I many of you here, you, you've, you begin to see some patterns 
in your family. All of a sudden, your children are just falling sick. The wife, you know, there are times that, you know, husband gets sick, wife gets sick, children, the first child gets sick. They say, ah, you know, okoron, meaning like, you don't, you don't understand that the devil is up to something in your family. And you have to stand up and rebuke that sickness. And rebuke. I know a family that in about, in the space of three months, all the siblings lost their jobs at the same time. All of them. All of them. You think it's a coincidence? The devil is up to something. Are you here this morning? So you need to understand that the shift will not just happen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 16, 9, a great and effectual door has been opened to me. But guess what? There are many adversaries. If you think that all your prayer points, all the things you wrote down will just come true by you just sleep and wake up and say, wow, I'm here now. It's not going to happen. Glory be to God. Say, glory be to God. So, the Bible says, fight a good fight of faith. Begin to move in the direction of your dreams, of your desires, of your expectations. Stop making excuses. Say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. Say, neighbor. Stop making excuses. It's time to make that shift. Glory be to God. Today is the last day that you will spend in your current level. I came this morning with a spiritual bulldozer. I said today is the last day you will spend in your current level. In the name of Jesus, there will be a shift. There will be a shift. There will be a shift. In the name of Jesus, shout the loudest amen. Glory to God. 2 Kings chapter 7 verse 6. The handcuff scripture, if you were at the crossover service, the handcuff scripture, the Bible says that as they went, the Lord caused the Syrians to hear as they went. Some of you here, the reason you are not making waves is because you are not making moves. You have to begin to make moves in this second half of the year. You have to determine in your mind that this second half will not end like the first half. And somebody say amen to that. Somebody here, as you move, God will meet you at the other side. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, not his sitting down. His steps. His steps. The Bible says, for the Lord had made the oath of Syrians to hear a noise of chariots. Now, these were four lepers who took a whole city, right? Because the Lord had made the host of Syrians to hear a noise of chariots and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. And they fled because of that. In this era of the year, God will amplify your efforts in the name of Jesus. I pray for you in the name of Jesus. The same application, but different results. In the name of Jesus, different results 
in the name of Jesus shout the Lord and say man you can somebody you should always be grateful to God for the small moves you make because eventually it will add up a lot of us are not making any move in our lives because we are always expecting the spectacular and the huge stop making excuses start making waves Start making moves. Some of you have never gone to go and price a car before in your life. You've never done it. When are you going to move in the direction of what you are expecting in your life? Some of you need to go and get a key holder in anticipation. Some of you need to go and get your passport ready. Because the nations are calling you. I'm going to say amen to that. Some of you need to go and get your baby things ready. Glory to God. Because the baby is coming. Amen. Say amen. Sorry, not you. Amen. Glory to God. The baby is coming. The jobs. Because you know a prophet can speak. Even his joke is a prophecy. Amen. So that you know, there's no stray bullets. Amen. But great things are going to happen for you. Question, how prepared are you for it? How expectant are you? The Bible says the expectation of a righteous will not be cut short. You must always have expectations. Expectations is the mother of manifestation. You must go half tight. Glory to God. You've been hiding that sister. Go and talk to her this second half. Let this year not end. Fix a date for your wedding. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Believe God for a house. Trust God for manifestations of God's goodness. Because I hear the sound of abundance of rain. And it's going to rain on you heavily in this second half in the name of Jesus. I see God opening doors for you. Doors of nations. Doors of opportunities. In the name of Jesus. You've seen increase. You will see even more. You've seen promotions. You will see even more. In the name of Jesus, I will arise and arise and arise. I will overturn and overturn and overturn. Whose right is it? And I will give it to him. I declare in the name of Jesus, what is your portion? In the second of the year, it is yours right now. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says upon Mount Zion, there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the house of Jacob shall possess a possession. I decree in the name of Jesus, all the things that are due you in the name of Jesus, receive it right now. In the name of Jesus, a new level of grace, a new level of glory. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says in Psalm 84 verse 11, the Lord God is a sword and a shield. He will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I decree in the name of Jesus, this second half of the year, no good thing will withheld from you in the name of Jesus. Shout the Lord and say, man, you can somebody. The Lord God is a sword and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. I pray for you. You've been walking uprightly. You've been sowing. You've been praying. You've been studying God's word. I declare in the name of Jesus, this second half, you will see the raw hand of God in your life. In the name of Jesus, shout aloud and say, man, somebody. 
Glory to God. Say glory to God. God will do great things. In the name of Jesus. Desires. Have strong desires. Do not make excuses. Make your moves. And don't be ashamed. To make small moves. Some of you here. And, and this happens a lot to those who are perfectionists. Everything must be perfect before they move. Ah. Somebody told me, he said, when I want to get married, I want to get married into a duplex. I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense to me how marriage, how getting married relates to duplex. I don't understand it. Make me understand. I, I, I want to marry into a duplex. Desire. <laughs> okay. 20... 25, we'll talk again. That desire will still be there. A lot of times, God works with us. This is so important. God works with us by faith. Genesis 12, God said to Abraham, leave your house. Leave your father's house. Onto a land I will show you. Now, he had no idea. Now, you see, you need to understand when you read the Bible, you need, you need to play it in, you know, reality. Bring it into reality. So, God speaks to you. He says, my son, Adekorede Jerry. Adekorede Jerry. Live where you are. Onto a land I will show you. And then you leave. And then you're going. And then you meet someone on the way. They ask you that, where are you going? What do you tell them? You say, the Lord said to me. <laughs> ah. So you don't know where you're going. Say, no, I, 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 I actually don't really know. That's what somebody like that family would say. I actually do not really know, but, you know, just here and there, you know. Very diplomatic man. Say, I really don't know. I don't know where I'm going. Sometimes you need to take the first step into the water. Ah, Peter sank, but he walked on water. He was the only one recorded in the Bible that walked. Some of you, you are too rigid. You are too, you are risk averse. You, you see, you cannot do big things without taking risk. How do you organize a concert? And do you know people will come? Do you know they will come? Go and ask those who do things. They will tell you. You don't know people will come. But you see, if you don't make moves, if you don't take a step of faith, you will never know what is at the end of the road for you. So this end of the year, begin to make moves. Begin to take steps of faith. Are you hearing what I'm saying this morning? Begin, 
God has been telling you, you need to resign your job. You say, ah, this job. God, you know God has spoken to you. God has spoken to you about starting a business. Is by the side while you're walking. Praise God. But you're like, ah, no, I don't know. How shall these things be? God is saying, can you step out in faith? Some of you, your next level is tied to your next instruction. But you are not just aware of it. You are afraid. Fear not. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. A lot of us, we are not doing big things. We are not experiencing a shift in our lives because we are just so afraid. God had to say to Joshua, be thou courageous. Be thou courageous. Be thou courageous. Be of good courage. Before the man, God told him about four or five times before he got it. Timid man. Some of you, the reason you are Go and apply for that visa. Apply for it. Go for it. Take both steps. Glory to God. Say glory to God. Take both steps. You can walk on water. In fact, if you sink, Jesus is ready to help you up. Jesus sank but he didn't drown. Sorry, Peter sank. Right, but he didn't drown because Jesus was even in your mistakes, it will make all things work together for good. There are some of you here. I pray for you. May you die empty. Some of you hear that the Bible says we have this treasure in earthen vessels. There are things that God has placed on your inside, there are things crying for expressions. Some of you have callings, you have ministries that are yet to be battered. You, you know that this thing pastor is doing, I can do it. There's an expression, there's a yearning in your spirit that I can do this thing. I can run a business. I can, I can be an employer of labor. There is something on your inside that tells you, I'm not meant for Nigeria. But here you are, you're still crying. God is saying to you this end of the year, it's time to take that bold step of faith. And move in the direction of your dreams and desires and your expectations. Glory to God. There is more to you than where you are right now. There is more to you than meets the eye. This is not your real face. Tell anybody say, neighbor, you think you know me. But this is not my real face. So. No, 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 no. This can't this can be... This can't be your real, your real face. This is not the real you. How do I know that? You are can't balance. That can't be your real, your real. If they project some people can't balance right now, Mary cast to freely. Jesus will weep. See, let me tell you something. Ah. Your balance is not a reflection of who you are. Paul said, we are regarded as poor, yet we are making many rich. We are making many rich. I may not have money, but I, I, I lay my hands on you. Prosper! And you will prosper. It's not a function of what I have in my account. It's a function of who I am, what I carry. My position in Christ. Ah, the Bible says, My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in God in Christ Jesus. Christ's resources cannot be depleted. He's always on time. What is true prosperity? 
when, when what you need shows up when you need it. <laughs> Cut out to shame, God shows up. Cut out to embarrassment, God shows up. That's why he says, is your presence help in a time of need? Your presence help in a time of need. Ah, they say tomorrow is a deadline. Ah, we can't meet up. Say, ah, there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets. I cannot be stranded. I cannot not have help. Oh, you don't hear me what I'm saying this morning. Some of you here, this second half of the year, your life will multiply by 10. Just imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine that. I just, I just sense, a, I just have a very strange feeling in my heart that God is going to raise fresh graces in grace made. Fresh graces. Glory be to God. Say, glory be to God. He will do great things. I said he will do great things in the name of Jesus. The other question I have for this man is that, are you telling me that in 38 years, you really had no man to help you? Really? In 38 years? That you really didn't have a man? Let's even assume that, that was your excuse. So you are telling me that in 38 years, there was nobody that could help you in 38 years. At least one person to help you into the pool. My assumption is that probably this man has a bad character. Probably he has a bad character. Or he lacks people relation skill. He, does, he just doesn't have it. Because how could you not get help in 38 years? Nobody could even volunteer to come and help you. And that is why if you're here, all you are always saying to people on their bed is HBD. You may not have people to be there for you. You know, I always say it, and it's, it's always funny. People are having their bed days, their special day that comes once in a year. All you could type is HBD. On your bed day, we will type HBD for you. So, you, you, some of you, God has brought relationships your way. And then you just never undo them well. This end of the year, you have to be deliberate and intentional about your relationship. Connect with people. Look out for the people that God has placed within your space. Honor them. Respect them. Value them. And genuinely care about them. Visit them in their homes. A lot of us have the habit of not keeping in touch with people who actually can help us create the shifts in our lives. How many of you here, you've dropped a text for your line manager at work in the last six months, three months, two months? You don't understand that when they, they are the ones that can speak for you where you cannot speak for yourself. It says, give. And he'll be giving it unto you good measure. Praise the together. We what? Angels. We'll, your pastor. We'll spirits. We'll men. Give to your bosom. You have to learn it. 1 Samuel 30. The reason God has spoken to, you know, David 
Say, should I pursue? Should I? Will I recover all and all? And God said to me, pursue. First Samuel 13. You can please flash that on the screen. And God said to him, pursue. You will surely recover all. And David inquired of the Lord, shall I pursue this raiding party? Will I overtake them? And he answered, you will suddenly overtake them and succeed in rescue. Verse 9. Your God gave a word. David and the 600 men with him came to the Bessel Ravine where some stayed behind. For 200 men were too, for 200 men were too exhausted to cross the ravine. But David and 400 men continued the pursuit. Yeah? They found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to David. They gave him water to drink and food to eat. So even though God has declared the word that pursue, you would overtake, you would recover all. They still needed the instrumentality of a man. And they saw this man and they treated him. They gave him food. Yeah. Look, look at it, look at it. Go back. Go back. Go back to 11. It says they found an Egyptian in the field and brought him to the, they gave him water to drink and, f and food to eat. Verse 12. Where is, where is he talking about seemingly used? Where is it? Part of the cake of pressed figs and two cakes of raisins. He ate and was revived. For he had not eaten any food or drunk any water for three days and three nights. They ministered to him. David asked him, do you be, where do you belong and where do you come from? He said, I am an Egyptian, the slave of an Amalekite. Now, watch this. The people, <laughs> David was trying to, you know, conquer. Because they felt this guy was useless. They dropped him. They dropped him. And then this man, even though you think he was a useless man, he could still be useful. To another army, if he was treated well, if he was revived, and some of you here, you look at people, you think that this one, what use does this one have for me? How can this one benefit me? You look at people, you size them up. You size them up. Ah, that one. No, you always that one. That, that one. Ah, let me, I need to see pastor. Pa I see pastor. I see... You don't understand the power, the value. The Bible says in 1 Peter, honor all men. Not some men. Not the rich alone. Honor all men. They revived him. Glory to God. How many of you have seen people on the street and then you insult them? You embarrass them. You talk down on them. You see people in church. You, 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 you profile them. You profile them. You check them out. You know, on Instagram, you see, you see, you see that, yeah, wow, this one, no, no, no big deal. Now you say that. Because you just never know. God, there was a, there was a man, I think it was Naaman, I think it was Naaman, I'm not sure now. Who had leprosy? Right? You can help me get our scripture. Who had leprosy? And then he came to the, to the, to the prophet and says, he wants to be made well. And the prophet said to him, go and wash in a particular, you know, river. And he said, in River Jordan. And he said, ah, you don't even have any nice river for me to take a bath. Is 
please help me show that scripture if you can find it. Guys, please help me. He says, ah! No, 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 no. I, I want to, I, I want to go to River Pafa. Says now Nehemiah was a commander of the army of the king of Haram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded. Because through him the Lord had given victory to Haram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Verse 2, fast, 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 fast. Now bands from Haram had gone out and had taken captive a young girl from Israel. Listen to this, watch this. And she served Nehemiah's wife. So this lady was a house help. Are you here? She was a house help. Next verse. Next verse, next verse. He said to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophets. Who said to the master? I can't hear you. Who said to the master? The house help. Said to the master, to her mistress, if only my master would see the prophets, who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Nehemiah went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel, what the slave girl had said. By all means, go, the king of Haram replied, I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver. Big boy. He went in his Rolls Royce. Glory to God. Six thousand shekels of gold. Ten sets of clothing. Big guy. Heavy guy. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter, I am sending my servant Naaman to you. Connection connection so that you may cure him of his leprosy he, he had a referral as soon as the king of Israel read the letter he tore his robes and said am I God can I kill and bring back to life why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy see how he's trying to pick a quarrel with me verse 8 when Elisha the man of God heard the king of Israel now watch this who did they send the letter to the king but he had no help. He couldn't help. Have you sought for help in the wrong place before? Have they served you breakfast before? They told you that by this time tomorrow, I will send you the 10K. They blocked you. Anybody you've been there before? They ghosted you. Talk to me, guys. Talk to me. Have you been there before? Have you been there before? You've been there before? You are still there. <laughs> Vain is the help of man. God is the only backup that does not back down. He told his robe, he sent this message, why have you torn your robes? Have the man come to me and he will not, he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Someone say, big boy. Elisha sent a message to say to him, Elisha did not attend to him. He didn't come out. Elisha is not well. He doesn't send you. He said, see, because he has seen the arrogance. So he wanted to humble him. He says to him, sent a messenger to say to him, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleansed. But Neymar went angry and said, I thought that it would surely come. So that he didn't come out, he was offended. Ah, Amy. I thought that he would come out and stand. And in Africa, we like drama. 
If it's not dramatic, it's not of God. There has to be drama. That a pastor says, God bless you. You will not, no, 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 okay? I was in a place. Have you, I've been to CSC before. And I, they will now, I, I believe that they create those stories to make you pray. I believe so. When you come, oh, and come by somebody, as he was just, they were saying he should pray, he should pray. His mouth just poured. His mouth just started swelling, swelling. Now you will pray. You say, ah, Jesus, you will pray. They have threatened you to pray. I thought I would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord is God. Wave his hand <laughs> over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Next verse. And not Abana and Papha, the rivers of Damascus, better than any of the waters of Israel, couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Now, the reason you are looking for who to help you sometimes in a certain kind of people is because you don't need help. I've never seen a woman who is in labor saying that, oh, no, I don't want to labor. No, I, 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 I want a male doctor. No, no, I don't want a male doctor. I want a female doctor. I can just allow you to, you know, to be touching me anyhow. When you are in real pain, when a woman wants to give birth, she will lie there. Even you, you'll be like, hey, what can you do? You, you, you will almost be like, ah, oh, you see all my life and ministry outside. Because when you, when you need help, you will not care who helps you. The reason you are still saying that, ah, you know, I don't know, you know, is because you are not, may God, may you not be desperate. I tell young ladies, don't wait till the issue of having life life become a prayer point before you take it serious. Don't wait till it becomes a prayer point. You are flexing now. No, not ready. No, I'm not. <laughs> Don't wait till it becomes a prayer point. Okay. Naaman's servant went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had, who said it? The same lady. Naaman's servant went to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, sir, Maybe kind of low. Sir. Sir, can you also apply some discretion? If the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not, would you not have done it? How much more when he tells you? Is it hard? Wash and be cleansed. Some of us, we despise people too much. Say, ah, that one. I don't, I, don't, I don't talk to girls who are not fine. May you not have problem. Ah. <laughs> you will say, <laughs> can you even animals if they can help? Are you here? Say, are you here? Ah. Wow. You have to Value relationships. The Bible says, he that has friends must show himself friendly. The question is, how come the man had been on the spot for such a long time? In this second half of the year, 
Can you stay with Jesus? Now, if you read the story, you will realize that the man didn't need to enter into the pool before he got his healing. He didn't enter the pool before he got his healing. He didn't have to. Sometimes, all you need to do is to stay with Jesus. If you stay with Jesus, there will be a miracle. There will be a shift. There will be a testimony. You leverage on the intelligence of God and the spiritual capital available to you. You realize that there are different ways that God can reach out and create that shift you're trusting him for. Can you be flexible? Second half of the year, be flexible. It doesn't have to be that one way you have known. That one way that you have known. That was how the rest of the people got their miracle. They had to enter into the pool of Bethesda. But for him, it was not like that. He had to, he needed to have an encounter with Jesus. What is most important is that you get your miracle. How you got it makes no difference. I remember, you know, my spiritual father was telling me the story of Pastor Sam Adeyemi and one of their friends. You know, Pastor Sam Adeyemi and himself, Reverend Victor Adeyemi, they are brothers. So he said that, so, so they, are, they are trusting God for a car. And Reverend Sam will believe God. I'm, I'm sure you will believe God for money to buy the car. He will believe God that a car will be given to him. Guess what? Both of them got their cars. The one that wanted to buy the car got the money, he bought it. The one that wanted to trusted God to get the car as a gift got it. God can meet you. I remember my wife and I, our first car that we got, we, we trusted God that it was going to be a gift. And it was a gift. We, my, we had, my, I was pregnant, no car, we were trekking to church and all that. And it was a gift. We believed God. Somebody in church sold the car, I'm sure you are aware, sold the car into our lives. But the next one, or the third one we we're going to get, we said we we're going to believe God to buy, and we bought it. So God will meet you at the level where you are. But you see, there are different, there are different ways to market. As a matter of fact, listen to this. There are five porches. There are five different channels in that scripture. Five different channels. Why are you focused on one? God can reach you anyhow. He can reach you anyhow. He can use somebody who you've not spoken to in a long time. In a long time. Your next breakthrough may not come from your current circle. Maybe somebody who you've not spoken to in a long time. Maybe your ex. Amen. I said amen. No, they are godly ex. Godly ex. Who they just help you and they move on. Not ex that want to steal. Ex, excel. Are you here? Are you here? Stand to your feet. Say with me, my best days are ahead of me. I can't even say my best days are ahead of me. 
Whether you like it or not, as I wrap up this morning, there's a shift taking place in this place right now. So there's a shift taking place in this place right now. And you, you don't even need to feel like something is happening. But something is happening right now. There's a shift taking place right now. In the name of Jesus. Lift your two hands. Father, I declare over your people in the name of Jesus. This second half of the year, let them see your tangible hand of favor. In the name of Jesus. Oh, glory to God. God just showed me something. Exodus 14. Some of you have been complaining. You've been crying. You've been... God is saying to you, stop the pity party. Stop complaining. Exodus 14, 15. Stop complaining. The Lord... Then the Lord said to Moses... Why are you crying to me? Tell the people to move forward. To move forward. Some of you, you are, you are too, you are too, you know, you are too, you are, you are, you need to get over yourself. You are too, oh, I made that mistake. Oh, this, get over yourself. Everybody say, get over yourself. Get over yourself. God still wants to do great things with your life. Why are you crying before me? Tell the people to move forward. Let me have the KJV version. Kira Sushtile. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore, oh, new KJV. New KJV. And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to do what? Go forward. In this time of the year, you are going forward. Say so you are going forward in your business, going forward in your career, going forward in your, in your relationships, going forward over your family, going forward in grace. We are going forward in the name of Jesus. Shout, and say, I'm going forward. Say, there's a shift right now. Take two minutes to pray right now. Say, Lord, I receive that shift right now. I receive that shift right now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name, I want to say, believe in Amen. Clap your hands and celebrate Jesus with a big hand of praise. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the podcast. We're glad you're part of our community now and trust you are blessed by today's message. Please subscribe to the Show or Shibetsu podcast. Like and share as well. You can also find Pastor Show on Instagram at Show or Shibetsu or at Grace Made NG.